Good morning, what's going on? How are you? It is One Way Conversation. The Thank God we made it. It's fucking Friday. The weekend is here edition. It is Friday, right? Shit. Yeah, I think it is. I hope it is. Yeah, Thursday Night Football is last night, so it's definitely Friday. Thank you to the Vikings and Redskins for not putting on an absolute shit show last night. Although I, didn't, I wasn't able to watch the entire thing, but still, it was nice to have a little bit of football, even if it was a little bit of a... Defensive battle through the first half. Saw our first touchdown towards the end. The Vikings walked away within the second half. That ah, wasn't great football. All right, whatever. But it wasn't a fucking disaster. It wasn't Monday Night Football. It wasn't Jets Patriots. You might have stuck around for the second half of this game. Jets Patriots, you shut off immediately. Seeing a little Stevie Wonder to start the day, right? Why not? Stevie Wonder. There's one. I mean, there's a million singers. I can't fucking narrow down. Well, how is this? How I'm going to describe Stevie Wonder? Like you could probably describe dozens of singers, but Stevie Wonder just—I don't know, man. Just it makes you feel good, it makes you feel optimistic, it makes you feel like today's your day. Like good things are going to happen. So you are the sunshine of my life. Listen to it. Great song. Good way to start radio roulette early today with me singing. That's probably a bad way to start it. But anyway, got a great show for you today. I don't know what's really on tap. I don't know. A couple, non- a couple nonsense items. A little sports we'll talk. One way conversation is the only show where you get to sit with me on my commute. I re- recreate the magic of my commute every day for you, the listener. Fuck anybody who does like a live show. This is for all intents and purposes. This is a live show because I I tape it and I send it to air. I I don't edit. Occasionally I'll cut out a cough if I cough or something because you no, know, you don't want to hear that. It's just disgusting. That's about it, though. I won't cut. I don't cut anything else out. I throw my music on. This is it. But just fuck anybody who does a live or live-ish show that says we have a great show coming up for you. How the fuck do you know? You're not gonna botch it. You're not gonna get fucking, I don't know, tongue twisted and fuck everything up. Just be a miserable fucking host. How do you know? We have a great show for you. Even at the end, you can't be like, "Well, that was a great show." It's all objective. Anyway, great show coming up. <laughs> uh, yeah, not much. I uh, don't have much written down for you today, to be honest with you. I don't. Um, let's see. Let's talk a little yank. And a little, you know, we'll talk a little baseball. The Astros guy. Oh, yesterday I went all in on that Astros guy. I don't even want. I don't even need to know his name. I think I do know his name. I think it's Tubman or something. Fuck him. Maurice Tubman. That's not his name. Something Tubman or Taubman. We're going to call him Tubman because I'm sure that's not what it is. So, Tubman, the assistant general manager of the Astros, got canned yesterday, and rightfully so. The guy uh, said some ugly things, despicable man that he is, despicable little shit weasel, and he fucking starts berating these female reporters over uh, Roberto Osuna, which I'm sure, you know, for nothing, I'm sure Osuna doesn't want to be the fucking center of attention. That guy did some terrible things, sounds like. I'm sure he doesn't want to be a center of attention. So now you make him and yourself and these reporters the story as the Astros go into the World Series. You know, and, uh, and you know, I wonder, do, 
They lost two games in a row. Is that karma play a role in this firing? Or are they like, nah, look, we were 0-2 since this motherfucker started. Like, why wasn't he... I mean, I know they had to do their investigation. Even though they came to his... Asher's did the right thing, all right? It's funny. Yesterday I talked about Mina Kimes' podcast where she does her one... Her ESPN story every day. Highly recommended. She had Jeff Passan on yesterday talking about this very... Passan? He's a baseball writer. And talking about this very story, and he was saying like how this is just institutional, like how they, the Astros kind of breathe this sort of, not behavior, but breathe this sort of contempt for the outside world. Anybody who thinks that they did anything not the traditional way, or you know, didn't that they do things the wrong way, because it's all based on you know numbers and Wall Street and. That's where this guy was from, fucking Wall Street. And he looks like... He looks like a guy who's on Wall Street, but that should be getting the fucking real guys their coffee. This guy doesn't belong on, a, on the fucking floor. This guy doesn't belong... This guy isn't boiler room material. Not at all. This guy... This guy's making the coffee, fucking it up, getting another round. Fucking shit heel. He looks like a Wall Street intern. That's almost 40. What an asshole. And look, yeah, I don't want to, you know, it's talking about karma. I don't want to root for people to lose their jobs. But not for nothing. If you have that fucking job, that is an absolute dream job. I mean, fuck the Astros, but if they want me to be their assistant GM, I'm fucking flying to Houston tonight. I mean, I'm going, I'm not going to work. I'm going right to LaGuardia and taking a flight. That's what I'm doing. So... For him to fucking abuse his position there, to act like a fucking Wall Street douchebag. When you're there as part of a team, all right, you don't get it. If you're acting like that, then you don't get the mentality of a, of a team. And look, we can go all in on the fucking general managers and their influence in the game, which maybe we will a little bit because disturbing. But regardless of how you think a baseball general manager should handle his position and where it stands in the hierarchy and how his influ- what type of influence he should have over the manager or the team that's on the field every day. No matter what you, well, no matter what you feel about that, in the end, you're all part of a team. To quote the great Robert De Niro in The Untouchables as Al Capone, part of a team. I say, I wish I knew that. That's such a good speech, too. That's, that was my <laughs> that was my worst De Niro impression with my shortest De Niro scene. <laughs> Three fucking words. Four words, sorry. For, if you're counting home, for scoring a home, it's a four-word quote, not a three-word quote. Um, yeah, and I just, in general, oh, we're not gonna, I don't want to get into it. I mean, it's on my. It's, I had that written down as part of my agenda because Francesca was talking about it yesterday. General managers, how they want collaboration with the managers. I don't fucking believe it's collaboration. A big reason why Girardi didn't get hired by the Mets was because Van Wagenen wants to have that collaboration with the manager. And Joe Girardi's not going to take that from him. Joe Girardi's a fucking baseball guy. He's been in the game for 25 years. He's not going to fucking listen to a fucking former agent about who we think should be starting in second base against uh, against the fucking Nationals. 
He's not going to listen to him. And why, why would you listen to Brody Van Wagen? Why? Because he can fucking crunch numbers? If I'm trying to fucking land a spaceship on the moon, then I'll, then I'll, then I'll call in the fucking numbers crunchers. All right? If I'm trying to figure out a way to beat Max Scherzer, I'm going to talk to a baseball guy. I wonder how analytics would have worked facing like Colfax and Gibson or fuck or even like Nolan Ryan. I just wonder how it would have worked. Who are you put like how are you changing your lineups any like how are you changing your lineups that much more drastically when you're facing these guys? And then you use analytics against like the worst pitchers in baseball, like, oh look it, it works. It makes sense, it works. Yeah, because you're fucking, you're, you're facing these punch, these punch drunk fucking pitchers that just grooving fastballs into you, hanging sliders and shit. It's not about fucking numbers. It's about who your best players are. Ah, see, I didn't want to get on it. Here I am. Here I am going all in. You know, all right, let's get into some hoops because basketball starts tonight. Uh, again, it doesn't start. It started a couple. Started like Tuesday, but tonight, Knicks and Nets. We go to Barclay Center. It's been a few years since I've been at Barclay Center. It's been a few years, and I was at a Knicks-Nets game. Was that the last time I was there? I think it was. Jesus. Jason Kidd was coaching. Pierce and Garnett were in town. And the Nets were floundering and getting their asses kicked by the Knicks. They had a two-season. They ended up losing to the second round of the playoffs Paul Pierce was on the team uh, Deron Williams who the fuck was uh, I'm missing one guy one guy I want to name I can't think of it doesn't matter anyway so Knicks Nets tonight at Barclays Center the Nets coming off look Kyrie drops 50 in his opener. They lose to the Timberwolves at home. All right, you don't want to lose to the Timberwolves. A high-scoring game. Here's the thing with the Nets. The Nets have to make the playoffs. They need to be competitive this year. They need to be a top five team in the, in the East with Kyrie. Okay, because your upgrade was Kyrie over uh, D'Angelo Russell. So you upgrade. You got rid of... Essentially, you got rid of D'Angelo to get Kyrie. Okay, that's your decision. So you got to improve a little bit. I know we have Durant coming in next year. But that's a year away. You still improved your team. Okay, you brought in DeAndre Jordan as a platoon center. All right, so again, marginal upgrades. This isn't the final team, but they need to improve. They need to be a playoff team, and they need to compete in the playoffs. All right, they lost to the Sixers in five in last year's playoffs, and that's fine. Okay, that's part of growing. I want to see improvements from Kenny Atkinson, who didn't make it all the way through uh, the other night, but I heard some complaints about his coaching. Again, he just he can't draw a play. I just, from last year, I remember he can't draw plays out of the fucking puddle. A brutal. He's brutal down the stretch, and. 
is uh, substitutions are erratic. We'll put it that way. I'm excited to see what Karis LeVert can bring to the table. Excited to see what Spencer Dinwiddie brings to the table off the bench. Six man. I think this is going to be... Um, I think they're going to be a good team. They're going to be a fun team to watch. And if Kyrie opening night is any indication, it's going to be... There's always a potential for a show. So that's what the Nets have to do. The Knicks, on the other hand, they just... The Knicks are in a very similar position to New York Giants, wherein they don't need to be... They don't need to compete. They don't need to be an eight seed. They don't need to sneak into the playoffs. Now, down the stretch, if you're in the hunt for it, you, you know, you want to see them make that push. But they don't need to make the playoffs, this Knicks team. They just need... They just need to show you something. They just need to show you that they can have a night... That they, that they can, they just need to prove that there's hope for this organization. R.J. Barrett is key. You're right; they're a relatively young team. A couple veterans in there: Taj Gibson, um, Marquis Morris. I mean, you know, these guys have been around for a few years, but more or less, they're they're a younger team. So they need to show that they can. They seem sure they can run with the big guys a little bit. They don't have to. They don't have to beat the Clippers. You know what I mean. They don't have to go out and and beat. But they got it with, with like the second tier teams, the Orlando's. I don't expect them. To, I don't expect Philly to come to town for them to. I mean, you never know if they if they can hang tight with them. That's great. And you want to see flashes from Barrett, which you're already getting rave reviews from the kid. So that's really, that's where the Knicks are at. So I think tonight, if you're a Knicks fan, you want to see, you want to beat the Nets, of course. But you're, you're, not, you'll be upset if you lose, right? I was going to try and say you get a moral victory if it's a tough fought win, but no, there's no, there are no moral victories. So you want to see them compete, and you want to see them win, you know, and if they don't pull it out, you kind of have to say, like, okay, well, we expect it. Nets are a better team. Kind of expected it. And if you're the Nets, you definitely want to see him win. You want to see Kyrie take it to the Knicks. Because you always, as a Nets fan, you always kind of like beating up on the Knicks. And listen, Knicks fans don't want to admit it. The Nets have had their number longer than the Knicks have had the Nets number. I mean, the, the, the Knicks, the Nets owned them for this entire century. Right? I mean, all those kid years that Knicks couldn't beat the Nets. And then there was, then they both had some down years where they both just kind of sucked. And now the Nets are back on the rise again. And the Knicks are building, rebuilding. I want to say, you can't say it's a rebuilding process because it's, uh, where are they rebuilding from? 1972? Like, no, it's, you're building. You're not rebuilding. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it's funny how I was talking about it on Monday or Tuesday, how it's tough for me to get into the basketball season until Christmas. And, uh, you know, it's got, it's got a little juice, you know. Now that it's here, it's got a little bit of juice. Sunday or Monday. Well, Sunday. Well, definitely Sunday. Uh, there will be 
it's a very rare feat where all four major sports are in action. I mean, just fucking go, man. People on the fucking road. Oh, wait. I mean, this show would be interrupted a lot less if there was no need for road rage, but these people don't have any respect for the work I do. <laughs> oh, grapes. All right. Oh, school bus taking a right on red. Rarely seen school buses. Usually don't like doing that. This school bus just did. I applaud it. I'm not going to give out his number or plate or anything. Because uh, good for him. I think he's I think he's a hero, to be honest with you. Turning right on red for the crowd, for the commuters. You are the apple of my eye. Forever you'll stay in my heart. Tough, tough lyrically to, to word that song if you're not a professional. I'm not sure how anybody makes that sound good. Stevie Wonder does. Sinatra also. If you listen to... Oh, another light for this school bus. He's not turning on it. Sinatra also. If you listen to Sinatra, uh, the main event live from Madison Square Garden from the 70s. Sings that song. Kills it. It's great. Uh, Let's see. Uh, So... (laughs) I was reading in uh, something yesterday where uh, these sex offenders in Georgia, uh, we are, they are suing I don't know, police department or something because they put up signs on their property saying, no trick-or-treating, no trick-or-treats here. Because, you know, you don't want kids to go into a sex offender's house. Now, I don't know about you, but they released, like, pe- people have been circulating. This is the first time I've ever seen this. People have been circulating the sex offender list so you can look up where they are before Halloween. That's one thing. These people are, so these people who are embarrassed and makes them anxious and ashamed, these people are actually drawing more attention to themselves. Their names are in the fucking paper. Your names were on, uh, I don't know what news site it was. It was a news site. I'm not in Georgia. Uh, it's a new site that I'm reading up here, so I, now I know their names. So, look, if you're a... I don't want to get into them. I like to see both sides of things, but when one of the sides is, like, you being a sex offender, I find it hard to kind of wrestle with that in my mind. So I'm not sure I'm able to do this. So, like, I would be like, yeah, okay, sure, I would be embarrassed, but at the same time, I should be like, look, I got nabbed for being a fucking scumbag. This is just part of my life now, Okay. I don't want... If the signs are going to be gone on November 1st. I don't want to live like this. I don't want to do this. But this is my new reality, man. I did some fucking shitbag things. I am a piece of shit. And this is what pieces of shit have to deal with in our life. So, listen... <laughs> I couldn't sympathize with this ex-fender, I guess. And his plight. Trying to get these signs. Trying to get a sign off your lawn. Look, man. Just fucking shut your lights off for one night. You stay inside. You know. Cry yourself to sleep. Or do what you gotta do, man. I don't know what. I don't want to begin to imagine or conceive what they'd be doing at home alone. And just please, and please shut your blinds. 
I don't want to see it cracked open. I don't want to see you looking outside at the fucking trick-or-treaters. Okay? Just shut your blinds. If, or just, or you know what? Just fucking get a hotel for the night. Don't even be home. Just get a hotel. If there's no trick-or-treats here, you got to deal with like an egg or something. Look, you could be in jail dealing with what people in jail do to sex offenders. Like a little egg in your house. Not the end of the world. All right. That's it for me. Let me go catch this train. Have a great fucking day. We're back tonight with the picks. Radio Roulette is back, hopefully better than last week, meaning accuracy with the picks and just overall quality of the show. Have a great fucking day. Don't take any shit from anybody. Talk to you tonight here on One Way.